welcome back to Reading Radio Podcast. I'm Alora. And I'm Jason. This month's book is The Eggs Guardian Exchange by Mark Bryan. Book was brought to us by a, a listener and father who uh, said his son tore through this book. He's a friend of mine, and uh, so he introduced me to Mark, and hopefully after we get this recorded, we'll actually get an interview with him. That sounds good. You want to give us a spoiler-free summary? So, the spoiler-free summary. Amanda is living a normal life when a giant comes and attacks her house and takes her away, telling her she's going to become one of the gods. And hilarity ensues afterwards. I think a good summary of this is kind of Harry Potter-esque, but with a Norse mythology twist. Is that fair? Thor and Loki meet Harry Potter. Yes. All right. And uh, overall impressions, did you enjoy the book? I did enjoy the book. It took me a bit to get into it, but once I got into it, it was really good. Yeah, I was kind of the same place, and I don't think that's, in retrospect, any anything about the book. It was an ebook copy that we got. I don't think either one of us are really good at reading ebooks. No, I'm not very good. I don't. I think that's true. It's just the fact we had it in the ebook. So it, I, when I pick up my phone, even if I intend to open up Kindle and read, I would get distracted by something, and then I would play a game instead of read. And I yeah. just, and then I didn't read consistently, and I didn't get into the characters. Although I think the characters could have used some distinction, I still don't really feel like I know the difference between a couple of them. There was just um, like a wave induced at, introduced at once, so I know who's who. I just don't know the name that goes with the character. However, if you do read this book, you should know that one of the favored is Mark's site for the books, and they do come with a pronunciation guide and uh, some pictures of the characters and a brief summary of who they are. So if you do get confused, it's kind of like your own cliff notes created by the author. Allura is so bored with our podcast, she's yawning. I'm tired. I was up late last night. We're in a... We're in an undisclosed location that is not our studio, and we're recording this somewhere else. So if it sounds a little different, you know why. Yeah. We'll just release this after this whole mess is over. No one has to know. There you go. Are you ready? Yes. You ready to talk serious? I am never serious. We are now entering the spoiler zone. That's right. The spoiler zone is where we'll talk about anything in the book. So if you have not read the book, go get The Asgardian Exchange by Mark Bryan from Amazon or go to reading-radio.com where we have a link to purchase it in the show notes to support the show. If you are not wanting to be spoiled, stop listening now. Okay. The book. The book. Yeah, I felt a li- little slow start. I wasn't, like I said, I'm not sure if it was the, the reading on the ebook or getting into it. Very Harry Potter-esque in that magic is happening without her really knowing what's going on, and then she suddenly discovers that I she's... I feel like that's a common trope. I've read quite a lot of books with that in it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, Harry Potter's maybe the most famous, but not the original, I'm sure. Yeah, and so she's having a normal day. She gets grounded for something um, while there's a big festival going on, and her friend Jack comes over to kind of, like, bust her out, quotation marks, and then they end up hanging out outside in the snow... And the evil teacher comes and attacks them. Apparently that's a theme because the same thing happened in Percy Jackson. Evil teachers. Well, Mrs. Biggs, I thought would be actually more involved as a bad guy, Mm -hmm. but was only only attacked because Berglamir, if I'm saying that right, I should look at the pronunciation guy, but I think that's right. Berglamir possessed her and took control of her and attacked her that way. Yeah, I think that's what happened. 
and then her parents and Jack got turned, well, her parents got turned into mice, and Jack disappeared, and then the favored show up and rescue her. Cassie and Connor. I can't remember who all was there. And then they take them up the Rainbow Bridge to Asgard. And it's the whole experience of not knowing what's going on. And they kind of go to their magical dormitories. Cassie and Amanda. Amanda end up sharing one because Cassie annoyed her roommate into switching. Yes, and it turns out that that was really a good idea because she's evil. And annoying, but like by the sound of it. She's the Draco Malfoy of the series, except no redemption so far. Except there's two of them. I know. It makes it even worse. Okay. And there are twins, too, so. And arrogant, nasty twins at that. Yes. Nobody wants that. No. Okay. Just glad there's not two of me. So, interesting um, that you meant, like, that kind of learning through the eyes of the of the first character is really nice because the author doesn't assume you know anything. They don't assume you know anything, and so they're you're kind of learning along with them. You kind of get a rundown of, of what all's going on. But I got to tell you, I'm not a big North Mythology. I'm not a big Norse mythology person, and it was hard to follow the characters. I felt like I needed a notebook. I know a little bit of Norse mythology from the Marvel Universe and Magnus Chase. Um, not a lot, and there's so many F names. It's like Greek mythology and H names. It's confusing. Yes, I I still wasn't sure until almost the very end. Freya, Fulla, and Freyr, which is her brother, right? And Freya and Freyr are brother, brother sister. sister. And then there's the queen. Frigga. Frigga. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was difficult, but once I would say I hit the I hit the halfway mark, the book hit a really good stride for me. I got to the point where I really wanted to know what was going on. I was anxiously asking you where you were because I passed you in the book and I wanted to kind of pre-talk about it. And, and it really got rolling. Once you, once it hit that point, and maybe I'm just old and hard to learn new stuff. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Not true, and I'm not that old. But <laughs> You just said you were old. Maybe younger people would have an easier time jumping into it and figuring it out. But you, you still felt like you got it, right? Yeah. Well, my buddy's eight-year-old like devoured this in one day and then wanted the next book. So I feel bad that he's better at reading this than us, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, that's the way it is with me and most books, though. I am so much an audio person. I wish this had an audio version. In fact, Mark, if you want, I w- might be willing to read it, but I will probably not pronounce anything correctly. You know, that's the thing with pronunciation. As long as people know what you're talking about, no one really cares. <laughs> So we get halfway through the book. There starts to be the mystery. The Alf Blot or Bot, Alf Blot is starting to infest Asgard. There's these portals that are allowing giants in, and we start to see. I did like the tri- the background scenes of being able to see Bear Glimmer and what was going on. So you kind of had an omniscient something. and had an omniscient view of what's happening. It's like, mm-hmm. oh crap, he's got Jack. What the heck? Yeah, because the question is like, how that happened. Because they were all together most of the time. He just vanished from midair there in the first scene. Did you start to think of anything when Jack was captured? Like anything different that we see in the future? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't either. Which is fun because I didn't see it coming until the very end. Most of the time you're just like, I saw this coming from a mile away. Yeah, it's very rare that a children's book catches me off guard. 
I did not suspect that he was going to be one of the favored, let alone Loki, who hadn't had a favored in forever. Yeah, I don't think he ever had one. He and he and Sejin C- was his wife, right? So they were the, yeah. they were the same in that. Mm-hmm. Because they caused Ragnarok. Right. Which okay, what did you think of meeting Sejin? It was interesting, like going off because she had to understand her. Amanda had to understand her powers somehow. That seemed like the best thing to do. And was this another case where you're thinking, why doesn't she actually just tell a grown-up kind of person? Like, I know we get that feeling sometimes in these stories. You're like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Tell a grown-up. Find out what you should do. Yeah, probably. Actually, I don't... And when she found out something was going on with Sejin, probably. But other than that, I'm just like, okay, she's being adventurous about it. Go for it. Fair enough. And what did you think of Sejin as a character? She was a very interesting character because she was able to, like, give help without giving help. That's a really backwards thing to say. But she gave Amanda information, like, but nothing useful, essentially. Mysterious information. Yeah. That's not, that's a good way to But say. it turned out to be helpful in the end. Yeah. What did you think of her as a character? Oh, I thought she was neat because most of the other gods and characters in Asgard are, you know... They're Thor from the first movie. They're very formal. Not Me too, she's high and mighty. Yeah, so you get a little fun with Cassie. And sh- I love Sean's hillbilly kind of ways and his little sayings. Wait, is that Sean? Yeah, see? It's confusing. Because mm-hmm. um, Cassie and Connor are the step-siblings. Right. So you get some person out of there. But sh- her craziness really brought some things to light. They kind of lightened up the mood of the, of the, sh- of the book. Yeah. That was helpful, too, because it was, um, other than that, I think it was a, not a heavy book, but not exactly bubblegum pop, either. When the when the crew got together, the five, the five core characters, maybe six if you count Connor, um, when they all got together, there was some cutting up and mm-hmm. some fun, so that made, that made things a little bit easier, but in the beginning, when Cassie, no, sorry, Amanda is struggling and trying to figure things out and learning and getting beat up, it really was, it did kind of feel, nah, you're right. Like heavy's not the right word, but miserable. Maybe commiserating with her. Yeah, I think that's a better way than I explained it. Um. So, what do you think about Connor and Cassie as characters as well? Cassie stands out as you know the good loyal friend. Her emotional magic was kind of interesting. Honestly, I don't remember Connor. He's somewhat forgettable. He's not the mute guy. He's not Thor's. He's not Thor's favored. He's what? I don't even remember. I don't remember either now that I asked. So I don't know if that's our memory because it has been a week or two since we read the book. We've, we kept putting off recording for different things. but um, so, Ca- so Cassie was good. I don't know that there was enough distinction there. And is it Michaela? I think so. Again, I'm not like Michaela. Sure. <laughs> you give us a pronunciation guide and we don't use it. I'm sorry. But... Like he's unique because he he he's got kind of a rogue X Men powers can't touch somebody mm-hmm. and he can't talk so that makes him unique. But then everyone else just has to talk for him. So I'm not sure how that will help. I thought he chose not to talk. Maybe. Either way, there was no audio coming from him. Right. So that was also interesting. But then he had to use his power quite a few times, which was a strong suit. Because he, they did use him, not just like this power isn't helpful. Bye. Right, but then he, be, and he became the uh, the keeper of the little creature. What was his name? 
usually we talk a little bit about the the main character, the enemy character being redeemable or justified. Did you think that about Bear Glimmer? I don't think there was a good reason revealed for him to do it yet. Always add the yet. Sure, because I'm assuming there'll be more books in the series if things go well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there could be a valid reason, but I didn't see one in the stories, except for he wanted power. So, very Loki from the MCU. Well, that's fair. Sometimes that's all it is, especially if you've been, like, repressed and beat up for a while by the Mm -hmm. Asgardians. So, I think that was about it. There was no really redeemable qualities. Oh, and you're right. I remember now, uh, Mykola made a a vow not to speak again after meeting his uh, Foresty, Foresty, his god. Law and Justice. Right. Oh, hey, that one you know. Nice. So we'll get to the end, we get to the end of the book. We, we, of course, we've known all along there's been a traitor. Mm-hmm. We just you, don't know who it is. Did you assume you knew who it was? Lean in love. But yeah, me too. I yeah. think that was how it was written. You're supposed to think it's them. Until Dropnir, Dropnir? Yeah, Dropnir was, was taken, and they're like, oh, they're right there when it's happening, but it's not them. Mm-hmm. So then I was okay. Then I'm like, could it be one of the gods? Can the god turn? What? Who? Who could this be? But I don't know that I saw any indication coming that it was Freya. Full, full. Dang it. Fula. Fula. No, Freya. Freya. Yeah, cause springtime went evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I keep getting the F names confused. Did you see any indication up front other than the fact that she was mean? I don't think so. I just thought she was the mean teacher. Right. Like a Snape, but would turn out to be good. There's always a mean teacher. Maybe she has a reason for betraying him. Listen, teachers have to put up with a lot of crap over the years. Sometimes they just get tired of nonsense. Are you going to say that about mom, too? Nope. I'm just saying I I put a lot of teachers through a lot of crap in my days. And I oh, so it's all your fault there's a mean teacher. In those cases, yes. <laughs> my apologies to anyone who's ever my teacher. <laughs> this is why you weren't homeschooled. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> All in all, good book. Yes. Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see what powers Jack gets from being Loki's favored. Oh, yeah. So we get to that. Uh, you know, find out at the very end, Jack is the favorite of Loki. Mm-hmm. But we really don't get to find out. He used some powers we feel Frost like, giant. But he wasn't He wasn't really sure how he did it because he didn't have any training. It'd be interesting to see how that turns out. It was interesting how we got powers from... Loki being a frost giant instead of a god as well. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see what happens to uh, Amanda now that Sejin is free and maybe she loses some of that power. I don't know. We'll have to figure or it out. Or maybe she gains more. Maybe. Maybe. Or nothing happens at all and it's just a... Always possible. Red herring. I did feel like at the end, like deus ex machina is the Latin for death by machine, but it's kind of like saver by god literally odin showed up and saved the day when all else seemed to be failing that was a little frustrating yeah i don't know that there was any other option because the kids probably weren't powerful enough but in every other book like all the harry potter stuff dumbledore doesn't usually come and save the day the kids do it yeah and that's kind of what i was expecting so i was a little disappointed to be like oh, okay odin showed up now everything's okay maybe if there was more of them and they had to like struggle to get it it would have been a better ending like if thor and Freyer came. Right. And they had to work together because they were off on a mission the whole time. He did work with Amanda. He had her take his staff, and there seems to be some connection with them now. Yes. We'll have to see how that works. Because she's able to see the weakness. Yeah, I'm not sure about 
I'm not sure how that'll play out, but I am kind of interested. So am I. All right. So score of the book. Uh, score of the book. I'm going to go with a solid three. Our scale, as always, is like one is nobody should ever read this book. We should burn it. Why did they print it? And five is everybody should be forced to read this book, and that's a lot coming from somebody who doesn't believe people should be forced to do anything they don't want to do. Uh, three to, uh, I'm stuck between three and three and a half because I really turned into liking it at the end. I'm going to stick with three and give it opportunity to grow with the second and third book. I think I'm going to go with three as well. Solid beginning book. Didn't take um a lot. It took a lot of introducing, so it's kind of like a stepping stone. I'm interested to see where it goes, but it wasn't like the best book ever. Right. But it could be. Mm-hmm. It has potential. There's a lot of seeds there that I think have yeah. potential to grow. What about ages? Uh, well, like I said, my friend said his, I think his eight-year-old read this. Now, he might be pretty advanced. I don't know. It depends on how, I don't know how kids read names. I was going to say, there's no, nothing at all content-wise. No, no, no. Content-wise. There's not, like, no romance or anything either. No, all that's fine. Um, The only problem would be how reading comprehension and, like, understanding who's who. Because yeah. even we struggled with that. Well, but apparently little kids are easier. It's easier for them to do that. So Neuroplasticity. Yeah, I don't know that there's any age restriction other than your kid's reading ability on this. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Okay. Anything else to add? No. So we probably will end up doing a, another episode. We might do all four of us since we're all listening to it. We might. might get the whole family in. It's hard to do that, but we'll, fig- we'll figure it out. Get the whole family involved to do the ballad of songbirds song, and, and snakes. snakes. I have to think about it. Just make sure. Um, and then we'll have our summer break, and then we'll be back in fall, September, we're planning, with probably starting out, we're not sure yet, but the Indian in the Cupboard seems to be the number one vote-getter, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out from there. And that's a pretty young uh, young book, too, so it'd be pretty quick to get through. Okay, well, that's all we have. So, as always, subscribe to Reading Radio if you haven't already, so you make sure you catch all the new episodes. Check us out at reading-radio.com. Join the Facebook group so we can have some good literary discussions there. And after that, I don't have anything else. How about you? As always, happy reading. Happy reading.